Your biggest distraction is probably you. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. So I know, I know that you probably have like little people or little animals or people at work or like all these responsibilities, like all these things. You can think of a thousand million things that distract you and they're not you. But if you really slow down and you think about it, okay, if we think from the perspective of knowing that being creative, doing work towards our dreams, working on our goals, that takes a clear headspace. So how often do you do the work to make time, right? Because we don't find time, we make time. How often do you do the work to make time to work on your goals only to then sit down and your brain is like, it's all over the place, right? You're stressing about this thing. You're thinking about that thing. You've got 87 tabs open, internet browser tabs open inside your brain when it comes time to do the work. How well does that work? It doesn't, right? You have to have a clear headspace. And part of that is going to be not stressing over every single little thing so that you aren't your biggest distraction. So when it comes to chasing our goals and dreams, we talk a lot about working on the needle movers. So when you fight the battle to make the time to work on the thing, Working on thing has to involve working on a needle moving activity. So think about whatever your dream is right now. And while I'm walking through this, I want you to think about how this applies to your dream. What moves the needle? What gets you closer to your dream? So if your dream is to be published, things that are needle movers are writing the book or revising or rewriting. Or if you're traditionally publishing, you're trying to get an agent. Maybe it's writing query letters or searching for agents. Let's say your goal is to make $500 extra every month through your Etsy store. Well, things like making the actual pottery that you're going to sell on your Etsy store. That's a needle mover. Creating listings, taking pictures and uploading those pictures. Those are things that you control, that you can do, that move the needle to get you closer to your goal. What if you want to have a podcast? Is listening to other podcasts a needle mover? No, it's great research, might give you some ideas, but the things that move the needle are recording, uploading, interviewing people for your podcast. So we fight the battle to make the time to work on the needle movers, the things that make the difference. But then we do all that. We're like, Mel, I got it. I understand that I don't need to, you know, do a bunch of research about my blog posts. I need to actually write blog posts, writing blog posts. If my dream is to have a blog that makes a lot of money, writing the post is a needle mover. You get it. You're with me. So you make the time, you sit down, and then you're all distracted because you're stressing about all these other things. What are we going to do about that? 
When it comes to being stressed, saying I'm so stressed is another way of saying I'm giving a lot of my time and energy and focus to something, to a thing, the thing that's stressing you out, all your best time, energy, focus, the majority of your brain power, your brain space, you're giving it to this thing. The question we have to ask ourselves is, is that thing actually worth the amount of energy you're giving it? Is that serving you? Is it helping you become future you? So we're going to ask ourselves some questions to figure out, is the thing we're stressing about worth the energy we're giving it? And if it isn't, how do we break out of that cycle? How do we break out of that cycle? So in this precious time that we created to do the work, to work on our goals so that our brains can actually focus and we're not hopping around and reacting to so many different things and checking our email and checking Facebook and calling our friend to talk about how stressed we are because we just can't write, but we're under deadline, but we can't write and it's so stressful, right? Right. All right, so here are seven questions to ask yourself. And before you get stressed, because normally I only do three things because you can remember three or four things, I made a cheat sheet for this one. So if you go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash stress, you can download these questions and print a bunch of copies for yourself and ask them and answer them every time you fall into the stress cycle. So question number one, you're not gonna see this one coming. Am I hungry or tired right now? <laughs> Am I the only one that gets hangry? I don't think so. If I was, that word wouldn't be so popular. A lot of times we fall into that stress cycle and really it's just that we're not meeting our basic needs. For me, I know that when I have not slept enough, I am much less able to deal with life stresses. The times when I did not get enough sleep are the times when I start having a day where I question, you know, most of my major life decisions. Is every decision I've ever made been a bad one? Oh wait, no, I just only slept four hours and I feel like garbage today. That's what's happening. So ask yourself, am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I not meeting my basic needs? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to exercise? Ask that question first, because sometimes the problem is not as big of a problem as your brain is making it. It's just that your body's not being cared for. And if the answer is yes, I'm hungry, go eat something, right? This one's super easy. Question number two, to break out of the stress cycle. Am I in control of the outcome? And we've talked before about things you control, things you don't control. If you are stressing over the fact that you are planning a conference in a place that might get a hurricane, and you're worried that a hurricane is going to come ruin your conference, let's say you're not planning conference. You're going on vacation. I'm planning a conference that takes place where there might be a hurricane. Does it do me any good to worry about whether or not there's going to be a hurricane? No, I don't control whether or not there's a hurricane. I only control my response to it. Okay. So as a conference organizer, that might mean that I make some different accommodations with the hotel or I like set up a few emails in advance of things we might have to send out to everybody. But as far as feeling bad about it or worrying or losing sleep over it, does that help influence the outcome? No, of course it doesn't. 
That was an easy one. That's why I picked the weather. But there are so many things that we stress over, like whether or not your your uh, boss is going to pick you as team leader for this big project that you really want. Well, if you know that you've already done everything you possibly can to positively influence the outcome and the way you want it to work out, stressing about it does nothing other than making you feel bad. And when you feel bad, you're less patient. Your brain doesn't work as well, which is what we're talking about, right? You're not able to focus and concentrate on the things that matter. It literally makes you less good at your job if the thing we're talking about is how to get promoted at your job. Does that make sense? If you can't control the outcome, control your response. What response can you choose that will serve you better, that will serve future you better? Does future you wanna have a stomach ache? No. Okay, well, I guess I need to respond to this thing by taking a deep breath, by remembering that I don't control it, and by focusing my energy and attention elsewhere. So ask yourself if you control the outcome. Question number three. Is stressing about this helping me come up with a solution? Is stressing about this helping me come up with a solution? Now, I feel like there are times that stress can be really helpful. As a matter of fact, we talked recently about how deadlines can apply just the right amount of stress, especially if you kind of learn to work it, to help you get the thing done. Sometimes stress really can kick your brain into a place where you start coming up with solutions. So ask yourself if you're being productive, if cycling through the thoughts is being productive. The way you make it productive is you take it from just your head and you start turning it into journaling, okay? And you start writing, free writing. I'm so stressed out because of this, that, and the other thing. And this is how I feel about it. And I think this is why. And you just write. And you write until all the feelings come out like you vomit them out. Then you look back at what you wrote and you go, oh, well, I'm not even actually stressed about this thing. Stressed about this other thing over here, which is actually now that I think about it, not that big of a deal. Okay, all right, I feel a little bit better. Or maybe you turn your stressing into list making. Where do you think pro-con lists come from, right? It's trying to turn your stress into something positive. You can start listing out the solutions. But there's going to come a point where if you're in this stress cycle, that it's not productive. When you ask yourself the question, is thinking about this thing helping me come up with a solution? The answer is going to be no. And have you ever, have you ever been working like, I do a lot of work in spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets, but sometimes they just frustrate me, right? It's great when all the, all the math adds up exactly right. And it's so frustrating when it's wrong and you can't figure out why it's wrong. Have you ever been working on a spreadsheet and you're just like, oh, you can't find the problem? Or maybe it's your taxes. Sometimes for me, it's trying to balance my books and I can't, where is the problem? And you just keep looking. Or you're working on a manuscript. You're writing your novel and this one scene just won't work. And you just can't move forward until you figure out this one scene. And you sit and you like work and you work and you work and you work at it and you just can't find the solution. So you finally give up and you walk away. And you like go take a shower or mow the yard or take a nap or clean the kitchen. All of a sudden, bing, 
the answer just pops in your head. Have you ever had that happen? I know that's not only me. We know that that's a truth, that that's a thing that happens. We know that sometimes we have to walk away from the problem in order to find the solution. The same is true with the stress cycle. So in asking yourself, is stressing about this, is thinking about this thing helping me come up with a solution? When you reach the place where the answer is no, remind yourself that in stepping back, in letting go of the thought cycle, you might actually come up with a solution. That might actually be what it takes for you to have the new idea that's gonna help. If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, it's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You wanna know how a coaching program can be do it yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you the methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you are going to love. There's no one size fits all solution. That's why I designed Unlock Your Five Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. Next question. This is one of my favorites. Just stop the stress cycle. Ask yourself, what would this look like if I let it be easy? What would this look like if I let it be easy? This is the thing I teach on that I get probably the most positive feedback about. And I think it's because for a lot of us, we get into this mode where we feel like everything has to be just 110% of our best energy and our best effort. And so whether that is folding the sheets really, really well, or being great at saving money and driving halfway across town when we only need milk because that grocery store sells milk that's 25 cents cheaper. Or the example I always use is, I used to overcomplicate things when it came to food. And I still do it sometimes. But let's say I was invited to a potluck and I was like, oh, I got so much to do, barely have time for this. I'm just gonna make a box of macaroni and cheese. Make a box, I got it. But then I started thinking, you know, but it's like always a little better if I shred a little extra cheese in there. And that's no problem. But then I started thinking, well, if I'm gonna put extra cheese in there, maybe I'll put a few extra noodles because the box is just not that big. And then I think, you know, what's actually really good is baked macaroni and cheese. And I might as well, if I'm gonna add the cheese and the extra noodles and everything, I might as well throw some cheese soup in there and then just bake the whole thing. 
And then I realized that I don't have cheese soup or the breadcrumbs that I need to top it. And the next thing I know, I'm at the store buying these things and spending three hours making baked homemade mac and cheese when I was just gonna make a box. Do you see how fast that got out of control? <laughs> we overcomplicate things. So the question, what would this look like if I let it be easy is really about prioritizing. I'm not telling you that everything's gonna be easy. I'm not telling you to be lazy. What I'm saying is you only have so much time and energy. And so what we're always talking about is focusing on becoming future you, focusing on becoming that truest, most authentic five-star version of you. If that version of you is less stressed, then you need to do things now that will make you less stressed. If that version of you has a book finished, you need to do the needle moving activities that finish that book. Those needle moving activities are what deserve your best effort. Not the macaroni and cheese, the homemade baked mac and cheese when you should have just made a box to begin with. That was three hours I spent baking macaroni and cheese for a potluck where nobody's gonna care that I could have spent writing my book, right? We have to ask ourselves where our priorities are. And a lot of times we put our best energy and our focus in things that we should just let be easy. So if you're in the stress cycle, ask yourself, mm, is this important? If it is not moving the needle towards becoming future you, then ask yourself, what would this look like if I just let it be easy. Yes, one of my favorite questions. All right, next. When you're in the stress cycle, is future me going to care about this? Is future me going to care about this? Oh, uh, I tend to not get involved in people drama. Present Mel doesn't. Past Mel, past negative Mel, before I learned to be a positive person, I used to get so worked up about other people's decisions and other people's problems. And why do they feel like that they can do that? And life doesn't work that way. And like none of it had anything to do with me. Ew. No wonder I was so negative all the time. I would get wrapped up in this drama that didn't affect future me at all. Think about how much time and energy I wasted. You can ask yourself this question when it comes to other things too. Like, what if you make a mistake? Okay, some of us, I'm a recovering perfectionist. So if you're still falling into the perfectionism trap, first of all, you can recover from it. Second of all, don't beat yourself up. because <laughs> that's, that's the thing about perfectionism. We just beat ourselves up over and over. If you make a mistake, is it something future you is even gonna remember? Like one year from now, are you going to remember the mistake you made at work? Are you going to remember dropping the giant brand new jar of honey and having to clean up the kitchen? I mean, unless you're still finding honey in different places, this is a true story, for sure done this. Unless you're still finding honey, like on the inside of the cabinets, all the way across the kitchen, you don't even know how you got there. You're probably not going to remember. So cut yourself some slack. If you're stressing over something that future you is not going to care about, you can just let it go. 
Next question. Who can help me with this? Who can help me? Sometimes we fall into the stress cycle and what it's really about is we're just trying to do it all. We're just insistent that we can do it ourselves, that nobody else can take care of it as well as we can. And we just, oh, it's almost like we want to martyr ourselves. Your kid, your kid can clean out the litter box. No, it won't be as good as you do it. Yes, you will have to go back and tell him to do it again. But he is capable of cleaning out the litter box. All these things that are piling on. Have you ever felt like um, like one more straw? I'm not using this. The, the straw that broke the camel's back, right? You're in that place. You're the camel. One more straw will break your back. That's the moment that you ask yourself, who can help me? Start making a list of everything that you're overwhelmed and stressed by and say, you know what? Uh, my partner can do this. This doesn't even have to happen. My kid can do that. I'm going to tell my boss that that's not going to happen until next week. I'm going to ask to move this deadline. Start taking some of the stress off. Back in the first question, we asked, what do you control? Sometimes you control how much stress you're putting on yourself, how many things you're trying to take on. Let some of them go. All right, and last and not least, ask yourself, how can I turn this into a win? If you are trapped in the stress cycle, ask yourself, how can I turn this into a win? If you have ever been through a traumatic situation, which most of us have, um, it can be very difficult to sit in that. I know that we live in a culture that's really talking a lot about being present. And there's certainly a lot of value in being present in the moment and having appreciation and gratitude for what you're going through. But I find that if I am in a particularly trying situation, trying to live in the present makes me feel like I'm drowning. And if I can step forward into future Mel, like obviously this is my thing, right? I'm always talking about future you. If I try to step forward into future me, I can get a little more perspective on the situation and I can ask myself, what am I learning right now? What can I take away from this situation? How can I use it to help others? How can I turn this into a positive? Am I getting stronger? Well, if I'm getting stronger, okay, well, then I can reframe this into a win. How can you reframe what you're experiencing in a way that's true, but is still positive? My family went through a trauma earlier this year that was an extended period of time. It was weeks long when it was at its peak. And the thing that got me through was thinking someday I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to help people with it not ready to talk about it yet, which is why you're not getting specifics, but someday I'm gonna talk about it and I'm gonna help people with it. And that's how I watch through that traumatic time. One of my favorite, one of my new favorite speakers is uh, Jamie Kern Lima. She wrote a book called Believe It, and she is the founder of It Cosmetics. And part of her story is about how she had this really strong, desire to change the beauty industry. She wanted women to see other women of all ages, races, shapes, and sizes in advertising and 
on television and she wanted to create makeup that create that made people feel beautiful in their skin. Her mission is what carried her through this extremely long journey of being told no over and over and over and over and over and over again. She was told no so many times. When she finally reached a place with the company where they were selling their makeup on QVC, but they couldn't get into the stores they wanted to, she was still being told no by these stores. She would go to Sephora and be like, carry my makeup, it's amazing. And it would be like the eighth time she'd met with them and they would be like, no, no, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't agree with your vision. We don't wanna carry your product. It's not just a no for now, it's a no forever. Please don't come back. That's my words, but that's basically the gist of the story. And she talked about this idea of reframing and how she would turn those no's into wins for herself by telling herself, you know what, I am obviously hurt and rejected, but this rejection just means that the people who need this makeup aren't getting it. The customers, those Sephora customers who need this product that's going to make them feel so good about themselves, they're not able to get it because Sephora said no, so I'm just going to work harder to get it to them. Does that make sense? You can take something that's terrible and instead of turning it into, I am terrible, I got told no, I was rejected, and turn it into a positive of saying, I am learning, I am getting stronger, I will get there, I'm just not there yet. I'm just not there yet. So often we need to talk about patience, right? Sometimes our stress is just because we're impatient. I fall into that category all the time. <laughs> so these are some questions that you can ask yourself to pull yourself out of the stress cycle because again, you don't wanna be your biggest distraction. If you do the hard work to make time to actually work towards your goals and dreams, when you sit down to do the thing, you want to actually have the clear brain space to do it. So ask yourself, am I hungry or tired right now? Am I in control of this outcome? Is thinking about this helping me come up with a solution? Am I being productive? How can I let this be easy? If this is not a top priority, how can I let this thing be easy? Is future me going to care about this? Is there someone who can help me? And then ask them to help you. And ask yourself how you can turn it into a win. What are you learning? How are you getting stronger? So my challenge to you this week is to go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash stress and download the free cheat sheet with these questions on it. If you're stressed about anything right now, go ahead and fill it out. If you're not, hold on to it. Hold on to it. Put it in the place where you do the work. Okay, put it at the pottery wheel, put it at your laptop where you're writing the book, put it next to your microphone where you're supposed to be recording your podcast. And the next time that you sit down to do the thing and your brain is like, pick up that piece of paper that you printed off, that past you printed off and answer these questions and break that stress cycle so that you can make progress on your goals and dreams. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. 
If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, be sure and download the free Becoming Future You journal at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal.